So good to have all of you here. You may be seated. I know we are praying for so many and even those of Brother Tim Galoni, Brother Tracy Keys, Brother Richard, Brother Ladies, uh, Sister Williams and Sister Grace, Sister Catherine and, and others that we just are on our prayer sheet. As a matter of fact, this Tuesday, I forgot to announce, is corporate prayer uh, Tuesday evening. So don't forget that announcement, corporate prayer this Tuesday, first Tuesday of the month. And uh, a lot to pray for. I, uh, you know, I've just been sort of um, going uh, amazed at some of the reports. Brother Cawthorn sent me a report that now uh, Sweden has begun a program uh, where they put a chip in your hand to check your vaccination status so that it, it'll be scanned and, and so forth. And all of the, the culmination of so many of these events uh, further uh, exemplifies um, what the Bible predicted, uh, you know, over 2,000 years ago uh, by the prophet or the, uh, the disciple of John and then even uh, Daniel's prophecies in the Old Testament, even longer than that, uh, 3,000 years ago. And, you know, how could they uh, <coughs> talk about a mark or a, a system where you couldn't buy nor sell unless you had uh, that chip or mark or uh, whatever? And to imagine now, of course, uh, <coughs> the other day I... I left and I uh, went out without my uh, billfold and I forgot I didn't bring my driver's license, nothing. And, and I, I thought, oh no, and I stopped by the store. I, w I wasn't headed to the store, I was going to the post office and I thought, oh, I need to get. And, and I thought, well, let me see if this works. So I brought my phone in and I said, I've never used Apple Pay. And the lady said, oh, here, open this up. Here, here, let me show you. Ding, 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 boom, and I paid for it. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. And uh, <clears throat> you all probably do that all the time. I just had never done it off my phone. And uh, <clears throat> you know, who would have thought? Now, obviously I could lose my phone. And of course there's a security measure where you know it has to look at your face or put in a password to, to use it. But uh, the best, most secure thing is to have a, some sort of information in my hand or on my person. And, and it's the next logical sort of, uh, you know, step. And we see this stuff coming. And if there was ever a time for the church to go, hey, listen, the Lord is coming soon. He's coming again and be ready. And so uh, we are growing apostolic legacy and the Lord's been good and today I'm going to talk about connecting the dots and I was going to go to the store I not wasn't going to go I went by a couple of uh, different dollar stores I was going to buy everybody a dot to dot book <laughs> so that you could remember how to connect the dots 
I don't know if you ever did those, but uh, part of Tegan's curriculum uh, in uh, first grade and kindergarten and all of this is to connect the dots and uh, draw a picture. And you go from dot one to two, you know, and you probably don't do that as much in high school anymore and uh, probably don't do it in junior high very much anymore. But, um, you know, although uh, under times of stress, I have heard that uh, different universities would give out coloring books for their students because they were stressed. Uh, I think even after, uh, you know, presidential elections that didn't go the right way or whatever, we had to <clears throat> do something to relax and to color and to connect the dots. And, uh, you know, it's uh, a little more advanced than paint by number. Uh, some of you all may have done paint by number on black velvet paper. Uh, <clears throat> but uh, I was reading the Bible and uh, was kind of amazed that there are places where, in fact, uh, Paul, uh, you know, was connecting the dots and he tried to encourage people to connect the dots. And I, I begin to realize that, of course, in the field of psychology that I had a formal training in many years ago, that was part of our sort of <clears throat> uh, mindset was to help people connect the dots. And uh, that's one of the things that uh, psychologists sort of and counselors, whatever, will try to do is to try to find patterns or try to find a way to connect the dots with people. And uh, they have discovered, and rightly so, that during the months of uh, the end of November, the December, uh, there's an uptick in depression, an uptick in uh, self-harm behavior an uptick in suicidal behavior. And they theorize, probably rightly so, that the holiday season uh, comes and people are, uh, you know, they are feeling depressed, they're feeling sad at their family situation and their family was not what they expected or, or there's been trouble or there's situations in the home, et cetera, et cetera. And so the dot must be that all of this holiday time can increase stress and increase um, a sense of depression. And so connect the dots. So that becomes a time to have an intervention and to remind people uh, of, uh, you know, that they need to connect with someone, et cetera, et cetera. And working with parents, working with school-age children or younger children, one of the uh, sort of the uh, standard operating procedures that we had was <clears throat> to talk about the ABCs of behavior. We called it the ABCs. And what was that? Was because all behavior, the B, the word behavior is in the middle. There are, there's a dot before it, an A, and there's something after it. And those things that come before it may be what's helping 
drive the behavior and those things that are coming after it may also be what's helping drive the behavior and it is to try to connect the dots and I I remember we had a, a, a little boy that was always getting in trouble every day at school and we, I was working with the school district and and you know uh, we begin to track that we begin to check that and we begin to look at that and and sure enough about 10 o'clock every we every day he was either he was either fighting with somebody throwing something pulling the girl's hair next to him there was something going on and we began to look and we we had him tested and we tried to go through all of this and believe it or not all of this bad behavior was happening about the same time and he was getting sent to the principal he was getting sent out into the hall. Teacher would say, I've had enough. I can't take any more. It's just driving me nuts. He's just gone again. He's off the rails. And you know, Mr. Showstrand, you need to check on him. And so we begin to look. And believe it or not, we tracked and found that about 10 to 10, 15, the class started reading every day. And this little boy had a severe case of dyslexia. And he was embarrassed. He didn't know all of this. He hadn't thought it through. But he knew that the time, the stress began to build in him that I can't, I don't want to face having to try to read. And I would rather get in trouble and be sent out I don't even know if he had put it all together, but we began to look and we found that we moved reading around and all of a sudden his behavior started moving around. And so we began to realize, you know what? We need to get him in a special help in a reading class so that we can get his behavior down. And so it's that connecting of dots. The A uh, precedes B, B has some sort of consequence and what is it? and is, is able to help change the behavior. It's able to help change uh, the approach and what most of us connect dots all the time. I mean, you know, a doctor goes in and says, all right, let me look at your blood. How have you been eating? Have you been exercising? Huh? Well, you had too many Cheetos this last six months, so therefore your blood and sugar is bad. You didn't, you know, you didn't exercise, connect the dots, and they try to theorize, well, this is what's been going on, this is how it's been, and this is what's going on, and we're, we're trying to always figure out, well, what is the future going to hold, and if I stay on this path, you know, if I gain just one pound uh, uh, a month, uh, you know, guess what, the dots are going to be, I'm going to be 12 pounds heavier by the end of the year. Anybody ever connected dots? Well, Paul <coughs> talked about connecting dots. And actually, it's interesting because while we do it on a very small scale, Paul connected the big dots. And I'm going to show you about that. Starting in Romans, the eighth chapter, starting at the 16th verse. He said it like this. <coughs> the Spirit 
itself beareth witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. That's why he was writing this letter to a church and that's why we say, you know, if you don't have the Holy Ghost, if you've never had the Holy Ghost flow through you in a heavenly language, then let me tell you, you're missing a connection uh, with the Spirit. You say, well, I got it, but I didn't, I didn't have that kind of uh, experience. Well, I'm here to tell you there's nothing like it. You need to just worship God. Don't worry. You don't need to seek uh, having a tongues experience, but you do need to say, I want that Holy Ghost to flow through me. And if you'll begin to pray and worship and magnify God, it is a gift it will happen anyway <clears throat> and if children then heirs <clears throat> and uh, if bears witness with our spirit we're the children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and join heirs with Christ if so be that we suffer with him nobody likes to suffer but here's what Paul said if so be that we suffer with him we may also be glorified together Wow. Glorified. Exalted. If we suffer, we are glorified. Nobody wants to be glorified. I mean, we all want to be glorified. Nobody wants to suffer. But we, here's what Paul said. For I reckon that the sufferings of this present time. So the first dot that he had was what's going on right now. Anybody know what's going on right now in your life? You know, and unfortunately, sometimes we don't even know. I mean, David met with the surgeon this past week, and the surgeon said, from my estimation, he wasn't an oncologist, some of these tumors have been growing at least 15 or 16 years in your body. And you say, I didn't even know it. Till it reaches a point, how do I know what's going on? Well, I don't always know. <clears throat> Sometimes it's overwhelming what's going on. Anybody understand? Amen. He said the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed in us. So he said, when you start connecting dots, don't forget whatever you're going through now there's a future glory that is on its way. You say, oh, pastor, I, he said, I, I know you're going through it. I know you're suffering. I know you are at a point where you're overwhelmed. But always, you've got to remember that there is another dot. There is a consequence to all of this. God is still in control. God is going to have the victory. As, as Romans sang, said, Dad, we're going to sing. God's going to have a victory. I still believe it. Paul said there is a glory which shall be revealed where? In us. You say, well, I don't understand. How is God getting glory? 
Brother Richard's in pain. Brother Tracy's in pain. Brother Tim in pain. How? Oh, whenever they begin to glorify God, there is a glory that no, oh, you know, this did not come from my human, it did not come from my human ability. It didn't come from my want to. There has to be a spiritual connection for anybody to be able to raise their hands in the midst of pain, in the midst of suffering, in the midst of sickness, and say, God's still great and greatly to be praised. I'm going to worship. I'm going to love. I'm going to magnify him. Oh, when you're going through it, for you to be able to still worship and rejoice, that brings glory. As a matter of fact, he goes on, and not, not just him, but, and we've read it in the past few weeks, and 1 Peter, the first chapter, 6 and 7 verses, you've, these are verses you've read, but it said, wherein it, you greatly rejoice, not just rejoice, but greatly rejoice. And I know, uh, I'm sure uh, last night or yesterday, there were, I'm sure, players and fans that were greatly rejoicing. I didn't see them all. I wasn't there. I didn't tune in, but I know, I'm sure there were, you know, fans that were greatly rejoicing. This means that I'm going to get another game. This means that I'm going my team won. And then I'm sure half the stadium was filled with fans that walked out sad to their car. Huh? I can't believe just a few more inches, just one more first down. If he'd have not dropped that pass, huh? I can't believe. Oh, that stupid coach. Huh? Oh, what do you say? Greatly rejoice. And, and I know in that, he says, they greatly rejoice. Though now, for a season, Simon Peter was connecting the dots. There's coming a greatly rejoicing time. Even if right now I'm in heaviness through manifold temptations. Oh, what are you saying? Have you ever felt like you've just been pummeled and hammered and hammered and hammered? Manifold temptations and you say well it, I wasn't tempted to drink or smoke I wasn't tempted to I wasn't tempted to go kill somebody you've not had them bad as I have because I've been tempted a few times <laughs> anyway I wasn't tempted for that you know I, but what was I tempted for I was tempted as Job's wife said, curse God and die. Get over it. Escape. Get out of here. Huh? Yeah. I would rather be gone. I don't want to have to fight it anymore. I don't want to have to face it anymore. I don't want to have to deal with it anymore. I put them out. And I understand. And I, I, I am there. I, I, I understand. When, when uh, you know, some of these that have gone through severe illness and they just say, I don't want any more treatment. I don't want any more. I don't want any more. I don't want any more. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of the fight. I'm tired. I understand how you can get that way. I, uh, Sister Benito was talking this morning and, and, and said, I understand that. I understand it. And I do too. But 
But I want to tell you, even though you are in heaviness through manifold temptation, the only way to make it is to connect a dot to the future. One of these days, we're going to be greatly rejoicing around the throne. We're going to be greatly rejoicing with God. It's a trial of my faith. What are you talking about? It's my faith. Do I still believe there is a God and that God is going to cares and that God knows where I am and that God is interested in me? Yes, I am still a believer. I'm still a believer. Though being much more precious than gold, that perisheth though it be tried with fire. I don't know if you've ever felt like you're going through fire. Amen. What should it produce in us should be found unto what? Praise and honor and glory. When you are in the midst of your darkest night is when you have to make yourself connect a dot to the future and say, I'm going to praise the Lord. I'm going to stand around a throne. I'm going to cast my crown. What are you doing? I'm connecting a dot. I'm going to praise him now. I'm practicing for whenever I get to heaven. I may not be able to run. I may not be able to leap. I may not be able to stand. But I can say in Jesus' name, I can worship. I can praise. I can honor. Why? Because temptation, suffering, persecution are somehow a refining fire that take out all the dross. And it it makes my faith all of a sudden zero in on Almighty God. It requires me to keep praising, honoring, giving glory to God. All of that in the midst of that is perfecting our faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. I keep connecting the dots. One day, Lord, it's going to be over. One day the battle's going to be finished. I know this is my life is but a vapor, but I'm going to keep praising and worshiping and magnifying and giving God glory. What are you doing? I'm trying to connect the dots. And that's why when Paul starts back at the 18th verse, he said, this shall not be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us. Wow. For those of you that are going through severe manifold temptation, however bad it is, is how great he said what you are going through now cannot be even compared you say well I don't understand why so and so I don't understand I couldn't go through let me just tell you you haven't seen yet what they're going to be like on the other side. (laughs) Because when you compare what they went through now to the glory that's going to be revealed in them, oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. What are you 
saying at some point we realize, you know what? I'm going to have to keep praising because this is nothing compared to what the glory is that's coming from Almighty God. In fact, Paul wrote to Timothy, you know, you remember in 2 Timothy, this was the book, Timothy was afraid. Timothy was battling fear. Timothy was battling all sorts of depression and he was battling, here he was a pastor and he was battling it. He was battling the battle in his mind. He was afraid. He, I don't know, I don't know why, what came over him, I don't know. He was pastoring, I guess, the church in Jerusalem and he saw the changes that were in the city. I don't know what it was that Timothy... But Paul opens up his letter to Timothy and said, God didn't give you a spirit of fear, Timothy, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Remember? Well, on down in that letter, he says it like this. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the foundation of God. Jerusalem is shaking. The empire is shaking. The church you're pastoring is shaking. But the foundation. You're going through it. But let me tell you. Keep your feet firm on the foundation of God. Having this seal. The Lord knows them that are his. I was buried in his name. I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I am a child of God. I want you to know no matter what happens, I don't care whether or not anybody else knows him. I don't know. You know, we've struggled for two weeks to three weeks to get David in to see a doctor supposed to get another one this week. But you know, but you know what? And, and we've had doctors that have called doctors and tried. But you know what? There is one thing thing that there is an appointment that he has and he can have every day the foundation is the Lord knows who he is the Lord knows how many hair he has the Lord knows what's going on the Lord is not alone in this but David is not there at the whim of the doctors he is known by God you say well if I knew so and so and if I had that and if I had that connection and if I knew them and if I let me tell you what the foundation's got to be I know in whom I have believed and he is able anyway he said let everyone that nameth the name of Christ depart from iniquity and I, I understand you know, that's, that's why the Holy Ghost works on us. And he goes on to say, but in a great house, there are not vessels only of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. And what was he saying? Paul was basically saying, you know, what, what kind of vessel you are depends on how much you purge yourself so you can be clean and be used. I mean, that's what Paul was saying, and I know we don't like to, I apologize, I don't, I don't want to be offensive, but there are hairbrushes and toothbrushes and toilet bowl brushes. Right. 
There are dog bowls and toilet bowls and cereal bowls. And you kind of got to know which one you want to eat out of. I'm not, I'm not trying to be gross. I'm just telling you. I don't have a dog now. I had one. I, I, I can't remember that I was ever tempted to eat out of their bowl. It all looked clean. Huh? But I don't ever remember saying, honey, sorry. Wow. I was hoping to eat out of Sweetie's bowl today. You know, and that's what Paul was basically saying. There's vessels of gold and silver and wood and earth, some to honor, some to dishonor. If a man purge himself, he shall be a vessel unto honor and sanctification, meet for the master's use, prepared unto every good work. Then he says, flee youthful lust. And, and he goes on, follow righteousness and faith and charity and peace with them that call on the name of the Lord as a pure heart. If you are, you know, if you're bound by all kinds of things and you say, I don't feel like God. I don't know why God doesn't use me. I don't know why I just don't feel the presence of God. Well, you know, this is the time to say, Lord, wash me and cleanse me. That's why persecution and some of these things make us somehow, you know, take an evaluation of ourselves. That's why Paul in Corinthians would say, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory yes. while we look where? Not right now. Amen. But to the future. Yes. To the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary. But the things which are not seen are eternal. And then he goes through the 12th chapter. And I know my time is up. And I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to get back one more to Romans. And then, then we'll stop. But, but it, my, it, it, you remember Paul had an affliction in his body. Something. We don't know. His eyes. And he prayed. Not once. Not twice. But three times. And actually the Bible says thrice. But in the King James, it interprets it as three times, but the Greek word meant continually. I prayed, and 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 I prayed. And I don't know if I can pray anymore. And what did the Lord say to him? My grace is sufficient. And then he adds another phrase, the phrase that is horrible. For my strength is made perfect, is made complete, is made when you are your weakest. I don't want to be weak. Yes. 
I want to be strong. I want to be healthy. I don't want to need God. Oh, yes, I need God. But I don't want to. I don't want to feel like I have to. Oh, God, I need. I pray, Lord, bless me every day. Get up in the morning. I don't want to go through it. Listen to what he said. Paul's response. Most gladly, therefore. I, there's nothing glad about what I'm going through it, huh? Paul said, most gladly, I would rather glory in my infirmities. How do you glory in what you're going through now? That the power of Christ may rest on me. Therefore, he said, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecution, in distresses. I could go through each one of those words in the Greek. I don't have time. But when you begin to look at it, you know, infirmities are different from reproaches. Reproaches, infirmities are things that are in your body that you can't control. Reproaches are things that other people come and do to you. Necessities basically means that when you've lost everything and you don't have any solution, Persecution is when somebody's making fun of you or laughing at you or doing something to you. Distress is a old English word for stressors. Anybody ever felt like they've been under stress? You ever felt made fun of? You ever felt not appreciated? You ever felt helpless in necessities? Have you ever? I do it knowing that when I am weak, I connected the dots, Pastor. The weaker I am right now, is going to be compared to the glory that shall be revealed in me. I, I, I want to go back to Romans just one more. One more letter. I, you have to keep reading in Romans. Not just as the children of God. But that's when Paul got the, the, got the dots out. And he said what's going on now. Not compared to the future. And then he said let me take you back to a, the first dot. He said all of creation in this eighth chapter. He said, for the man, the earnest expectation of the creature is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. For the creature was made subject to vanity, not willingly. What, what did he mean by that? When Paul was basically saying, all of creation decays. I don't care. You can build a nice monument. You can have a nice house. You can have a nice car. You can have, it doesn't matter. Whatever you build, whatever you have, it all is downhill. Animals, plants, 
plant a lovely garden. You know, you've heard me teach, preach. Get out there, baby your tomato plants and some weed that you hate. Doesn't take long to overcome it. There's a vineyard on our property that I, we poured hours into. As much energy as we've put trying to help those poor little grapevines, and I don't pour any energy into the weeds. And guess who wins? Huh? I pour all kind of love into my tomato plants and have to be gone a week. And guess who wins? It's all subject to vanity. All of creation by the reason of him who has subjected the same in hope. The same God that basically cursed the ground is the one that said, My, the seed of the woman, is going to bruise Satan's head. You're going to bruise his heel. But the same guy that allowed the sin and the decay and the destruction is the one that has hope for me today. I'm sorry my tomato plants don't look at me with great hope and expectation. If I don't weed around them, they don't have any hope of making it in this world. Amen. Huh? But you know what? I am different from the tomato plant in that I know the guy that started all of creation. I've read the story. I know the guy that put all of this into play from the very beginning. And I know one of these days he's coming again. And I have a guy, listen, I am going to one day be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. I have hope whenever no one else has hope. And he said, all of creation is groaning until now. What are you talking about? Isaiah said, the earth mourns and fades away. The world languishes. It's defiled. It's inhabited. I don't care what you try to do. I don't care. Connect the dots. I'm here to tell you from the very beginning, the Lord set a plan into motion and that was he cursed the ground. Why? So that somebody would realize the only hope I have of escape this corruption is to say one day he's coming back. I know might be going through it now, but one day it's going to be different. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's stand. I, I know. I, 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 there are seven things in this chapter and I'm going to, I'll keep going. He, in this next verse, he says, not only they, but ourselves also, which have the first fruits of the Spirit. Even we ourselves groan within ourselves. If you ever felt like groaning? What are we waiting for? 
adoption to wit the redemption of our body for we are saved by hope and hope that is seen is not hope but what a man seeth why doth he yet hope for it but if we hope for that which we see not then with patience do we with patience wait for it what are you saying when you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost when you were buried in Jesus name and that feeling of liberty that feeling of wow that moment that you felt so liberated free as a child you wanted to tell everybody and as an adult you wanted everybody to know oh he said that is just the down payment of what it's going to be like to break out of this bondage that your body can be in what are you saying connect the dots I know everything all of creation's groaning all of creation is under stress all of creation you know and I I, I horrified some kid takes a gun to school why I don't know somebody bullied him somebody said who knows I don't know stress home show off big man there'll be psychiatrists trying to connect the dots trying to figure out what drove him what were the signs why didn't his parents say something connect the dots why'd they get him a gun let me just tell you the whole creation is on steel kill and destroy you're connecting little dots this is what caused it this is what triggered it and that's fine connect those dots but let me tell you there's a bigger set of dots the Lord is the one that cursed everything and you know why so that people would turn to him and say Lord I need you like I've never needed you before if there was any reason for why the world is on fire it is so that revival can break loose and people could say I need to 